Job 19, 21-27 Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, O you, my friends, for the hand of God has touched me. Why do you, like God, pursue me? Why are you not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, the our ultimate life, I think oftentimes Christians fail to to really believe this, that, that our ultimate identity, our ultimate life is one day with the Lord in his kingdom. Um, the last time when God will stand upon the earth. It's kind of amazing here what Job seems to know and understand about God in this, you know, very ancient story. Mm -hmm. uh, what he seems to know about what we have seen revealed to us in more depth through the further revelation of God, the rest of the Bible. But here in this very ancient story, Job seems to know um, a lot about the nature of God. Now, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts as to um you know even like the book of job you know i mean as you're thinking like this is an old story but the record of it came a little later i mean how how do you understand the, the book of job to be yeah I, the, 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 the whoever's recording this for scripture is meditating on some other truths that had had been revealed would you not agree yeah with that? i think i think there is a an ancient story of this man who has suffered in this way and the author of the book of job he's not recording an actual conversation where these people spoke to one another in chapter long poetic verse. Right. right? Yeah. So he's, he's accounting the story in this way. He's theologically reflecting on what happened in this moment. Um, but you know, you mentioned it's amazing what Job seems to know here. I think he, he doesn't fully understand it, but he is being pushed in this direction because of his fundamental beliefs about who God is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so earlier in the book, uh, he says, this is in chapter nine, <clears throat> he says um, that God is not a man as I am, that I might answer him, that we should come to trial together. Verse 33, there's no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. That's verse 33. Uh, he's wrestling with God in the midst of the suffering, he feels like what he's facing is unjust. But at the same time, he knows that God is a just God. And so he's pushed to this place where here in chapter nine, he doesn't think there's anybody who stands between man and God with a hand on each. But by chapter 19, as he continues to wrestle, he's come around to this, there must be a redeemer. Mm -hmm. There has to be someone who can both advocate for me to God, but also has the power to see God's justice through at the same time. And That's so he gets pushed to the place that Christian faith arrives and that gets revealed to us in Christ because of this basic belief in who God is. And, and yeah, I mean, it's this, he's, he's crying out or yeah, his hope is clearly, um, 
you know, in that place. Now he he cries out the beginning for the mercy of his friends, and then he's always saying, "Why do you like God pursue me? Um, why are you not satisfied with my flesh?" Yeah, help us make sense of that. Yeah. So last time we got a little taste of the way that the friends respond to Job, and instead of comforting him, they attack him. Right. And so the beginning of chapter 19, before the section that we just read, is more of Job's complaints about the way that his friends and family seem to have given up on him, which unfortunately does often happen when people suffer. Uh, they get isolated from others. But he sees his issue as primarily one between him and God. Mm-hmm. He's hoping that his friends will come on his side as he wrestles with God. But notice, even though when we read chapters one and two, Satan was mentioned, Satan's never mentioned by Job and or the friends or by God when God will finally speak. It's always between Job and God. Uh, and so here he brings his case to God, uh, and he knows that if he's going to be redeemed from his suffering, that redemption ultimately must come from God himself. And that's another thing that pushes him to his belief that there must be a redeemer. There must be a redeemer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing the insight that the Lord gives this, uh, you know, what he can kind of reason. I mean, I always think of the um, Hebrews 11 passage about Abraham, that he he reasoned God could raise the dead. And, and as you... It's interesting you bring up the, the 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 movement that's happened in these ten chapters between there is nothing between us to now there is someone between us there is a redeemer and he will stand on the earth and more than that then the next verse and after my skin has thus been destroyed yet in my flesh I will see God because he has this basic belief in God's justice and he knows that he's a person of integrity if he's not justified in this life he will be in the next mm-hmm. life. Uh, which, you know, Christians struggle with that because no one's perfect. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so how could Job be so convinced of his own integrity? Uh, and that, I mean, that is a question to wrestle with in terms of biblical theology. But the basic idea of the book here is that God is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Job's integrity is of such a degree, of such a degree that the just thing for God to do is to vindicate him in the end. So Job believes that that's true of God, and we're gonna see that it will be true of God. Uh, But Christian faith goes further into verse, just like it does in verse 25, and we understand more about that Redeemer, it goes further into verse 26, and we understand more about uh, this redemption that comes after death and, and that hope in the resurrection. Our ultimate life is who we will be with the Lord in his coming kingdom, in his resurrected kingdom. So for Will Kynes, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.